Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. We are powered by Betsbirds and your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks back in his home studio where he belongs, feeling comfortable. Mr. Andy Molitor, how was your weekend? How was the seafood? Looks like you got some color. Electric. Yeah, I got a little color in the forehead here. My voice is a little worse for wear, but I'm back in my element. Back back in the, you know, it's a good base tan. Great base tan, actually. Back in my element, back in the studio. I was telling Alex as we were off the air, I got to even experience some, I mean, I go to Iowa and experience, but it was nice to, I had a layover in the lovely city of Detroit, which it's all, it's lovely if you don't have to leave the airport. But uh, I sat there and just live bet my face off on some baseball, even hit some winners. Honestly, I've, I've never been lucky with just like live betting something I don't really know. But I uh, I live bet the Astros game and they hit like a three run home run. I don't know, like a minute later, just never works out that way. I was uh, it was awesome. So I had a lot of fun there. I had some fun betting the UFC events with some people. Um, betting some, I did actually bet some baseball over the weekend. I helped some guys cheer for the Yankees, which didn't feel right, but uh, got the nice comeback. And yeah, uh, golf, golf. Well, make okay. exceptions when money's involved. Yeah, matchups, matchups went okay. Obviously, John Rory won. They were the shit. Rory won. He's How finally proven it. He proved it. He proved he can. Do it. it sucks too because it was like, and everybody said this, and everybody was right. It's like it was a really good fit for him at this course. He just hasn't shown it. And at a certain point, a really good player like that, eventually his number gets big enough. Congrats to a few guys I know who had Rory. That was a great hit on him. Uh, maybe this turns it around a little as we hit into deeper into major season here. We're one week away from that. Um, I guess we'll fuck it. We'll do this for basketball. I don't care. We all start with basketball. Let's start with golf today. I didn't make any golf bets yet, but I will. Let's do it. I'm just start, just starting to dig in. And this one is a little complicated. I made the joke last week with uh, JD when we were doing matchbook and I made the joke about, uh, I think it was Brian Harmon. I said, what about him? He won here. And it was a trick question. Because he had won this tournament, but it was at a different course like five years ago because that course was hosting the U.S. Open that year, and they were forced to hold the you know, the, uh, the Wells Fargo to a different course. So kind of a little trick question joke I played on him, and he caught up eventually. He got it. But uh, this is kind of the same deal. They change where this is played, and they've done it a bunch. So the last few years, it's been played at Trinity – this is going to be at a course. I don't know if I have any information about Trinity Forest. Kind of sucked. Didn't like it. Me. It was like so. It was like in Dallas. I didn't care for it. They're going to move this to a TPC, a TPC course in McKinney, Texas, which is a suburb. So TPC Craig Ranch. That's probably the reason. I'm not a big course fit guy. I'm not a big course horse guy but I still want to know a little more about this course before I go firing off a lot of big names here. So it, a lot of, maybe I'm not sure if I'm getting any useful information because I certainly, as I said, don't have a bet here, but wouldn't surprise me to see one of these guys. We talked a little about this earlier in the golf chat. If John Rom withdrew, that wouldn't surprise me. He's the favorite, but Bryson's here. Dustin Johnson's here. Jordan Spieth is finally back. Hideki Matsuyama is finally playing golf again after his long layoff after his big win um uh, who else danny berger scotty scheffler kepka 
young guy, you know, our guy Willie Seawills El Torres is here. This is a lot of good names here. Tough field. I am going to dig in a little more about this course, get to learn it a little, and then I'll probably end up firing off some plays. Definitely will be doing the – ooh, this one might be – this might be a tough one to find in the N- Nintendo. Honestly. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You're going to play it, right? Most of my afternoons going to be fine. It's certainly not one of the courses that comes with the game. Most of my afternoon might be playing Nintendo to try to find this course as a user-created t- TPC course. So I will dig okay, that yeah, up. I will buy it. I will be playing the course. You should just go to Reddit. Reddit's been my friend with this in all things. So I will be figuring that out. We'll be doing approaching the green tomorrow night at seven Eastern, seven central, eight Eastern. I'll play the course with Pam. Pam hit on a couple nice ones. I had can't lay to miss the cut. That was nice. We had can't lay in a couple matchups. Um, I don't know where Phil ended up finishing. Phil fade on. Thursday was beautiful, though. Anytime Phil goes out and does something like that, you can usually bet against him the next day. He was awful on Friday. But uh, uh, Phil was something else this weekend. Uh, he was He's always electric and exciting when he pops up to a lead. So I will get more golf. I'll have some golf tomorrow, obviously, and then I'll have a lot of golf in the evening. And I'm not as busy this week, so hopefully I'll actually have a full card and left, let you know all my matchups this week. I'll get a blog out, which leads us into – this is how we always start our show with the NBA. Just one today, Andy, and it's not even an under. The Indiana Pacers have been a really tough team to trust. I'm going to be honest. It's not fun to bet on the Pacers. But we're not really betting on the Pacers to do anything other than score a lot of points, which is all they really seem to do lately. You go back and look, they've gone over 120, I think, in seven or eight of their last ten games. They're really in no way, shape, or form interested in playing defense. They kind of finish on that end of the floor, run down, and just are jacking the ball up. It, you know, Karis LeVert's been playing very well. They've had some good shooting from some of the big guys that are filling in for Miles Turner. It's just a team that's picked up its pace at the end of the season. They're putting up some really big numbers every night. I had this total myself at like 121.5, almost 122 is the number that I would have hung. So 119 is fine, 119.5, 120, and I would draw the line probably right around there. You know, again, it, it's hard to bet, bet on the Pacers, but again, I don't care if they win. I don't care if they cover. I just need them to score 120 points, which I think they should do more often than not. I wonder if we should be doing this with the Wizards sometimes. It's even when they lose, it's like God, the Wizards, Wizards put up a buck forty and lost. A lot of their wins too. They, it's like. Uh, even the opponent one. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to look at that. What Wizards totals have been. I feel like I've put up a lot of, I've pulled up a lot of scored and see like anytime Westbrook has a big game, it's like, oh, wow, wow. And it's like, oh, they lost. Or, oh, they also gave up 160 points or something stupid. You know, they won 154, 149. Like uh, not a lot of defense in some of those, but I'll uh, I'll play this with you. I can use a team total, especially since I didn't bet yeah. in golf. And a I lot of times I have it's much it's- for tennis yet. Hey, it's a it's a lot easier sometimes just to play a team total. Again, you don't have to worry about covering a number. It, it, you get to really isolate down to one team and you know this team specifically. Um, I'll go back and look at some of that wizard stuff. You might be right there. Where do we stand on this? How many games do we have left, and who are they against? Big win. The, ske- the schedules Big right now. Yesterday. There should be four games left for each team. They are tied, but Atlanta has the tiebreaker. Atlanta won the season series two to one. So over these next four games, we need Miami to basically win one more game than Atlanta does. They have to win by one game. So let me take a look at the four games that are left. You know, for Miami, 
let's see. I want to stay. So for Miami, this is this is pretty tough. They have to go to Boston, who yeah. they beat yesterday. Um, but they'll go to Boston tomorrow. Then they've, got the then they've got the Sixers on Thursday. Then they go to Milwaukee on Saturday, and then they finish with Detroit. You know, so that's not a very easy schedule at all. I wonder what Milwaukee's motivation is going to be like in that last game. You know, as I take a look at the standings right now, they're pretty tight with the Nets there for the second versus third seed, but they might be far off enough out basically where they're resting. They're guaranteed to be three or two. So we'll see how that goes, but not an easy schedule for the heat. As you look at Atlanta, Washington twice, Orlando once, Houston once. They're two and two, three and one in those games. You know, we would need kind of a Herculean effort here from the Heat. They have to go three and one or four and zero against again Boston, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Detroit, and we need Atlanta to go two and two against Washington twice, Orlando, and Houston. So it's not looking great. I mean, if you look at a book, I think I saw minus six hundred on Atlanta the other the other day or earlier this morning. So I don't necessarily disagree with that number, but fingers crossed. Send all your positive energy to Miami. If you can, try to send some articles to Budenholzer and stuff about injuries. See, maybe he'll get nervous. They'll rest some stuff there for Milwaukee. And, you know, they're playing the Sixers the, the at home. Cel- Sixers yeah, on the road is a little different animal, but it's going to be tough. It's, uh, Celtics we- game. The Celtic game is going to be big, and we're going to need, like I just said, Westbrook. We need Westbrook to freak out and continue to play big in meaningless games. Very Although, aren't they? Aren't they, aren't they in, like, the – isn't Washington in the play-in games, though? Right they now, are. They're, they're, they're pretty much locked in the plane at this point. Yeah. So they're the nine seed. They're half a game above Indiana for the 10th, but they're three games above Chicago. So, you know, they're going to be nine. They're going to be 10. They might be able to push up to where Charlotte is at eight, which is pretty advantageous. It's a little bit of an easier road, but I think, I don't know who has the tiebreaker there, but they're one game back. You know, they should still be pushing, but they're going to yeah. let Beal have take a break. It's well, probably. Yeah. The difference between eight, nine, and ten is not worth him being hurt. They don't know that. Let's let them. Let's let them think they don't. So, yeah, it's going to take a lot, but maybe we'll get there. Who knows? Um, guess what? I didn't do today. What did you do today? I didn't change the background on this. This is not in Madrid. They're still playing on clay. It's okay. And it's oh, clay. It's a similarly yeah. colored court. Pay no attention to the ball. Ignore the tennis ball in the bottom corner there. So the first one actually starts pretty soon. It should be in about 30, 45 minutes here. Uh, Sarah Sorabis Tormo is laying five games against Camilla Georgie. Georgie is a player that can be very fun to bet as a big underdog like she is today. But this is her first match since Miami. Um, she lost in the first round there, I, I believe, possibly the second. But again, very unimpressive there on the year. Has been pretty terrible. Happy to you know go against her here. Tormo. As I start to look at this, when she wins, she generally wins by a lot. And George, and she's run into a player in Georgie, but when she loses, gets absolutely crushed. I mean, she generally cannot cover these underdog spreads. As I look at the money line, Tormo's minus 325. That's about right. That's in the ballpark. You know, I wouldn't tell you not to use that in a parlay. But instead, I'm happy to lay five games here. It's right around minus 110. That's fine with me. I think that if she does win this match, she covers this pretty comfortably and honestly she could cover this in three sets because georgie's someone who will win a set in a tiebreaker so don't worry if you see uh tormo 2-1 minus five games looks pretty good there andy i'm pulling that up now because you said that starts soon it does look like that is the only match being played in rome today that has not started yet yeah. <clears throat> and the official start time is 11.05 central on here 
Yeah, twelve oh five. Yes, the, the the Sakari match should be almost done here. We're in the third set, and uh, Zvonareva. Zv- did we do that? We'll say Mikhail. We'll call it the oh. Mikhail match instead. Oh yeah, yeah. Mikhail, the M- M- Mikhail's down a set and a break. She's about to be down three zero in the second set. So those matches will probably be done within a half hour here. So probably don't have a yeah. ton of time to play that one. So jump in on that one if you can. Madison Keys. This so these two will be tomorrow morning. You have time to get to these. Madison Keys is a pretty big underdog here. She's plus two sixty. Um, you know, hasn't had a spectacular year, but that's kind of who she is. As you go back and look at her history, she has these periods of drought where she doesn't play much tennis, doesn't win very much, and then all of a sudden breaks out in certain tournaments. And one of the tournaments she does is this one. She does very well here, and she does very well in Roland Garros, which is a very comparable court. We're playing on clay. We're outdoors, so it's not going to be very fast. The conditions are tough, and the clay here is very slow. The balls kind of get it to stick on it. It's just really hard to hit some of these balls. So on these courts specifically, you need to have a certain baseline of power, which she does. She's had a lot of success here. Like I said, she's had success in Roland Garros, and she's has a history of coming off these long breaks and suddenly playing great tennis. You know, as I look at some of her data on clay, I look at her history here. I'm happy to back her against Carolina Mahova, who is playing very well, but I think is a little overpriced here, given some of her recent success and how she's talked about, frankly, dealing with some injuries and things like that. So happy to take half a unit here and sprinkle it on keys in a match that I think she has a much better chance to win um, than the odds are giving us. It's not. It wouldn't be the first underdog you ever hit. I'll tell you that. We'll see. And again, so the spread's like four and a half. If someone you know is thinking about doing that, don't do that. If she loses this match, it could be pretty ugly because if she <laughs> loses, it's pretty bad. But we'll sprinkle the money line and see how that goes. And then we've got a total, not an over here, but an under. Um, Zhang is playing Krejcikova. This is a match where Krejcikova is a pretty big favorite. You know, I'm looking at a minus four and a half, almost minus five, depending on where you go from a spread perspective. Much happier here land going under 20 games. Zhang is someone who really only wins clay matches in China. She, there's about two tournaments a year where she's the one seed playing against a bunch of women ranked in the 150 to 250 range. And it really, I think, throws off a lot of the numbers that you see here. So this is kind of a way of backing Krejcikova almost, but I think the under here is going to be much better than the game spread. So we'll go under 20 on Zhang Krejcikova. Sometimes tennis is that way. I was just looking at that when I was betting uh, our girl, Tormo. You just look at that total, and it's 19 and a half. And I almost was tempted to bet minus five and over 19 and a half for a wild Polish middle that you could probably get home because I do see you could see that coming with Georgie winning a, a tie break and then just getting 6 1 in the third set, though. Women's tennis is wild like that all the time. Uh, a little off air, though, we talked. We had a good talk, and it almost makes me want to fly back to the East Coast, or I might call some people in New York, New Jersey, to try to get this down for me. Alex had a good look at something, and my brain is still a little fuzzy today. And I said, why wouldn't people just make that bet anyway? And it's because the bet isn't really available outside of this. And this is tough because we're going we're gonna to have a bet here. And truthfully, we put, I put this up. I put NBA Future. 76ers to win the East at plus 325. That's the bet, kind of. And before we get to what you're actually betting, would you bet this? Do you like this price in all? Like, do you think this is a good price yeah. in general? 
Yeah, I, I do. So to start with just this, and we'll get to kind of what Andy's teasing a little bit. The Sixers to win the East, plus 325. They have a three-game lead in the tiebreaker of the Brooklyn Nets. They have four games left. They have to win one of those four games. Um, they have a couple teams that are tanking up on their schedule. I am absolutely certain they're going to win at least one of those games and be the number one seed. And if they do, they avoid the Brooklyn Nets and they avoid the Milwaukee Bucks until the Eastern Conference Finals. That puts them in a situation where in the first round, you know, they're looking at whoever comes out of the play-in and the eight seed. You know, Boston maybe might drop down to the eight. That would be kind of your worst case scenario. But you're looking at Charlotte, Washington, or Indiana probably in the first round there. They're going to be huge favorites in that series. Your next series is going to be the winner of the Knicks, Atlanta, maybe Knicks, Miami. Again, pretty solid favorites over there. Then they run into the finals. If it's the Nets, you know, as I start to look at some of my numbers, I don't think that Brooklyn's going to be more than, you know, minus 200, maybe minus 250 if Harden's healthy and they're just blitzing teams for two rounds. You know, they come off a series where they beat the Bucks 4-0 or something, but it's really an extreme example. You know, you look at the Milwaukee Bucks again, I think the Sixers would be favored over them probably to win the Eastern Conference Finals, or at the very least, very close. So as I start to look at that scenario, I start to put some of those money lines together into little parlay calculators and things. I think this is just a great number. I think we're going to have a ton of value on the Sixers to win the East, and there's a little better number out there. So we'll start with that. I like the Sixers to win the East, but are you I ready for the fun part three. here? I just bet some plus 350. Nice. So when Andy was teasing, guys, if you go into certain books, and this is something that is generally available on bigger futures, if you are a tennis futures better, books like Unibet, books like Bet Rivers will allow you to do this. It's called Each Weighing a Bet. And when you pull up your little bet slip, there'll be a box that you can check. It has E slash W. And what that means is instead of placing just one bet on the future, it's two bets. And in this case, the bet would be on the Sixers to win the East. And also the second bet, the each way, if you will, the Sixers just to make the Eastern Conference Finals. And what they do there is the first bet is just one stake on what's listed. So, again, it would be one unit to win 3.25 units on the Sixers to win the I mean, let's just take take a number here. So if you bet, if you put $100 in the box and you click each way, are you taking 50 on each or is it doubling that 100? It's going to double 100. That's a good idea. So if you go, you click on this and you click each way, you put in $100, you'll see your risk is $200. Your first bet that you're placing is $100 on the Sixers to win the East to win 325. The second bet is $100 on the Sixers to make the Eastern Conference Finals at half the odds of this. So it would be plus like 162, something like that, I think. So again, two bets. Plus 187.50. Sorry, sorry, I did, yeah. Bad, bad quick math, but thank you. So again, you would have two bets, one of the Sixers doing the East plus 325, and then one of the Sixers doing the East plus one, whatever, 87, like 185 or something. No, I think it is 163. Look at this. What a fucking segue, Proppy. 425 at win bet. That might be worth a bet. I was just Unfortunately, at win too. bet in Pennsylvania yet. So I know I, I was, was unable just to in get Michigan that. But if you're lucky enough, that's pretty spectacular. Boy, we yeah, never think, recommend using we never recommend way. using the free bet on a future, but that's not horrible. You'd still need to wait a month. It's be sitting out there for a month. I would still bet something else, but it's definitely worth having an account if you're in Michigan, Colorado, New Jersey, Virginia, Tennessee, all these states. So, plus four twenty-five at WinBet. There's some three fifties out there. Let's uh, let's go. 
Let's go six. One, two, three, four, five, sixers. And then, yeah, Pretty the cool, each-way uh, thing is lovely. A lot of, like you said, Alex alluded to this, a lot of tennis bettors will do this. Um, and especially, I mean, it's almost like a little uh, a little bit of an advantage play in some situations where, um, you know, let's say basically you do believe this person's making the finals and their toughest competition is across the bracket from them. In this case, the same way, like their toughest competition is obviously going to be the Nets. It looks like it'll work out where they couldn't meet the Nets before the the Eastern Conference Finals. Like it really shouldn't be cut in half. Like they shouldn't give you plus one eighty seven to make the Eastern Conference Finals. There's there's no chance if you took the series prices from, you know, like Atlanta and the first round, you you would likely get to that point if you parlayed those. Like it's it's probably a better line. And the same thing in tennis where you can find someone who's like, I think they might get smoked in the final or they likely don't win, but their path is just so easy to make the final that in each way it's going to pay for your bet anyway. So, you know, you're going to be free rolling into the final and you can hedge your way out of that as well. You can place another bet afterwards to, to hedge if you really wanted to. But, I mean, it, it, essentially at plus 27, if you win your, let's again, say it was 100 on each. You make the final conference finals. You're up $187.50. You get your stake back. You still have 100 in risk out there. So worst case scenario in that bet, you would be up 87.50. And even if they do lose to the Nets, like once they reach the finals, you are positive. You're net positive at that point. And that's where you do see this a lot in tennis betting. You see this in golf betting each way, you know, first eight places, things like that. So something to look for, take advantage of. And uh, look at that. Alex educating people today. Let's do it. It's like you said, they just automatically cut the odds in half and that's absolutely not what they should be doing. So let's enjoy it for as long as we can folks. And uh, just be careful because if you do this at certain places, they'll probably never let you do anything ever again. Yeah. And if you're, if you work for a book and you listen to that, you actually had to have tell us otherwise it's entrapment and you can't change it. What are you a cop? Yeah. You got to tell me. So you do have to tell us that's it's the law. So I'm excited about that. I hopefully more books start to offer that. I'm actually going to dig through some, see if I have that. I don't think I do. Yeah. Uh, not on what this you reference was bet three, six, five, correct? Yeah. Bet three, six, five okay. is letting you do it for this particular future. You can do each ways on, I know again, tennis outrights at a few places like Unibet, um, which again is not great necessarily in bet rivers, which is a little better, but those are the only two that I'm aware of right now besides bet three, six, five, obviously. Or if you live in a cool country like Portugal yeah. or Canada, you can do that all over there. So, all right. Well, that's it for today. We're going to call it a day. We'll be back tomorrow. Like I said, I'll have some golf stuff to talk about. We'll have more tennis, more basketball, baseball. Hell, I'll even line up some guests this week. We'll talk about a few things. We'll have some fun. We'll make some bets. Hopefully win a couple. And, yeah, again, thanks to the sponsor, WinBet. You can still get your $500 risk-free bet. You can still get your sweatshirt. Sign up. Links are in the Twitter account pin tweet. And thanks to you guys for hanging out. Thanks to anybody watching, listening. Thanks for any thumbs up rates, reviews and all that. And we'll catch you tomorrow.